Welcome. Welcome to our Wednesday night virtual fuel experience. I'm going to take you guys on a journey in a minute. We'll leave the cathedral, cathedral and we'll come back. But I wanted to greet you all. I wanted to greet you and say thank you. Thank you for all of the work that you continue to do. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for every time that you share videos and that you requote and that you do all of that for us, but not for those reasons. I want to foremost thank you for receiving the word implanted, which is able to save your soul. Tonight, it'll be a little different. We're going on a field trip. I want to show you some things and I want to, I want us to really hear and see with our eyes what is required of us if we're going to be ambassadors and what it really looks like for us to keep our glory, keep our way pure. The Bible says in the 119th division of Psalms, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to the word, the way, the path. How do we keep it clean? How do we keep it free of debris? Today, we're going to have a case study, if you will. Just a little field trip. Let me pray. And then we'll leave the cathedral and be right back. Lord, I thank you. Help us receive this word. Be challenged and grow by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I, um, we've been teaching about family and restoring the family and what it looks like to reclaim it, to get back to what the family should be. On this past Sunday, I took us to Titus, Titus 2. And in Titus chapter 2, it says the older are to teach the younger. Then that's 2-2, two, 2-3. Two, two, so older men in verse two, older women in verse three. And I focused in on that word older. Older or mature. The mature men are to teach the mature or the less mature boys. The mature women are to teach the less mature girls. And so... I'm out here to demonstrate one of the mandates that is necessary for maturity. I said it before, but if we're going to be mature, we have to live mature. We have to speak maturely. We have to communicate in a mature way. In the letters of Paul, he says, when I became a man, I put away childish or immature things. One of the requirements of the mature, and if you look at that word mature, uh, one of the synonyms there is ambassador, one who serves as a representative of, one who can speak on the behalf of, one that can communicate on the behalf of their sending country. But Bishop, why why bring us out to the water? Why bring us out? You know, you can see behind me. I'm going to flip the camera in a second. Why bring us out under this bridge? What is 
so vital? What, what are you trying to show us? Well, in, in our text, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal, watch this, through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God, making an appeal through us. This area that I'm in, this area that I'm, I'm filming in right now, it has been renovated. It is uh, interesting because it didn't always look like this. If I was to turn the camera, what you will find is that, and I'll turn around, behind me there is an opening. An opening in which water passes through. An opening where the flow from this side to that side should not be interrupted. If you notice, there is calm over there it's a little rougher but there's a pass-through there's there's a, a channel if you will of the water and it's interesting that the Bible says that we're ambassadors and God wants to make his appeal through us he wants the appeal to be through us I want you to hear me and the question I have is how is your channel? I'm going to show you in a minute, but how is your channel? What does your channel look like? If I turn around again, is there a clog preventing the flow of the word in your life? Is there something that prevents God communicating through you? I want you to write this down in your notes. Um, I really don't plan to be before you very long. Is there an issue with debris in your life? When you say debris, what do you mean by debris? Uh, Bishop, do you have the debris of offense in your life? Do you have the debris of anger? Do you have the debris of depression in your life? Do you have the debris of frustration? What is hindering the flow of God through you? The Bible doesn't say that he wants to make his appeal around us, by us, but it says through us. And this is an apropos spot. As a matter of fact, let me read for you one other passage. Turn to Malachi chapter 2, verse 7. It says, For the lips of a priest should preserve knowledge, and men should seek instruction from his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. The lips of the priest should preserve knowledge. So, so that means that when God speaks a word to you, it shouldn't be tainted when it touches you. 
When God speaks a word to you, you shouldn't change it. Lord have mercy. No part of you should change it. No part of what it touches in you should change it. Your opinion shouldn't change the word. Your feelings shouldn't change the word. Your attitude shouldn't change the word. And the thing is that many of us have debris. The reason that we can't be ambassadors is because we have debris. The reason that, that oftentimes we have people who are walking away from the church is because when God is trying to put a word through us, we have debris in our lives. I need us to be mindful of that. I want us to really pay attention to that. I need us to make sure that when God is trying to give a word to your, your, your kids and I'm walking out here to this gap. That there's no debris in you that's going to tank the transmission. When God is trying to give a word to your, your spouse, that there's no debris in you that's trying to taint the transmission. Out here, it's funny because they restructured it to eliminate the debris. If I turn around again, this whole area used to be overtaken with debris trees things that had been carried down river the flow to this side of the river was stopped up all because of the debris what debris is in your life what's stopping the flow the transmission of God What's stopping the flow, the transmission of his power, the transmission of his authority, the transmission of his peace? What's stopping that? What debris do you have? Well, 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 Bishop, that's not that's not fair because it's not my fault that I went through it. It's not my fault that this happened to me or they said that to me. It's not my fault that I've had this trauma or this this hardship. It's not my fault. This is not about fault finding, but when you have debris, when you have things in your life that are limiting the flow of God, where God can't make his appeal through you, where you are not preserving, that word preserve in Malachi is to keep, where you are not preserving the flow of information, where there is, it's tainted because it touched you. Hear me, the word shouldn't be tainted because it touched you. The word shouldn't get messed up because it touched you the word shouldn't be broken because it touched you we have to be transparent and the word of god has to flow through us i'll show you here in the next text i'll show you and i and i'll teach us that god can change that thing but there are many people who are struggling to hear the god hear god because you're loud mm. I'll show it to you in the text. There are many people, listen to this, who are struggling to hear God because you're loud. Give me a second. I'll show it to you. When I talk about, you see, when I talk about living a loud life, a life that is out of God's will, a life that is limiting to the flow of God, when when our life is tainting 
what God is trying to say, tainting the transmission. When our life, when when what's in us, when when the things that have been carried downstream, if you remember the image I showed you guys not long ago, when that's tainting our transmission, there are people who need to hear the word of God through us, but they can't because we, what, what has been in us is living too loud. There will always be people who will try to bring up your past. There will always be, pe pe be people who try to disqualify you, if you will, from the call of God on your future. However, I'm telling you not to disqualify yourself by how you live. That you shouldn't let the things, listen to me, carry downstream those patterns that have been carried downstream, you do not want to allow them to be lodged in your life where the transmission of the things of God are impacted, where they're stopped up, if you will. Let me be clear in our text. In Acts chapter 9, because remember I said a second ago, I said you can be living so loud that, that, that people can choose literally not to hear you because of your life. In Acts chapter 9, the Bible says this is after the conversion experience of Saul and he's now blind. And in verse 10, it says, now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he said, here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, get up and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. Verse 12, he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But here's the thing. Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man. Stop right here. Saul had lived so loud in sin that the reputation of his sin was noised abroad. Everyone knew what they were dealing with, with Saul. Everyone knew the type of person that he was. Everyone knew how he had drugged people off from their homes and the women and the children. Everybody knew of that he had, you know, letters from the chief priest. They knew Saul. Listen, can I speak to somebody today? I know that there are people who you did dirt with. I know that there are, and they know you. They know the things that you used to do. They know the way you used to operate. They know all of those things. But I need you to allow God to deal with that and you not allow those things that are moving downstream. Listen, don't allow anything to clog your transmission. God wants to put his appeal through you. You want the flow to be clear. You don't want any debris from, from your history. You don't want any debris from your family bloodline. No, no, no. Because let me say you one thing. The born again are free also from generational curses. Come on. The born again are free also from generational curses. Third time. The born again are free also from generational curses. He whom the son has set free is free. How? Indeed, or certainly, or without a doubt, or surely. And so he says, he's heard from many about this man, how much harm he did to your saints at Jerusalem. Verse 14, 
And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who came on your name. Now, now, before we go to the next verse, that, that, that trigger verse, I need you to understand there was debris, glory. There was debris in his life that had hindered glory, the transmission. Here it is, Ananias who loves God. Ananias who's willing to operate and do what God said. He is literally pushing back against the word of the Lord because of the debris in the life of Saul. Hear me, hear me, hear me. It can be dealt with. We're going to see it here in a minute, but don't allow the debris to hinder the transmission. If you don't mind, I want to go back to Malachi again. I want to go back to Malachi again. Malachi chapter two. Let's look at verse seven. For the lips of a priest should preserve, it should keep knowledge, not taint it, not alter it, not color it, not, not make it culturally competent. No, 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 no. Preserve knowledge. Men should seek instruction from his mouth for he is the messenger of the Lord. Look at what verse eight says. But as for you, you've turned aside from the way. You've caused many to stumble. Look, you've caused many to stumble by the instruction. It never says in the Malachi text that they ceased to teach. But because of how they were teaching, what they were teaching, the methodology they were teaching, the content in which they were teaching, people were stumbling. Come on, ambassadors. We need to make sure that we are clear from debris. That God can make his appeal through us. Saul is sitting here and Ananias is, is struggling because he's like, listen, I know about this guy. This guy has some issues and many of us do too. Many of us have, have, have done some things. We, we got some things in our history that we're not proud of. It literally says you've caused many to stumble by the instruction. You've corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord. So I also have made you despised and abased you before all the people, just as you are not keeping my ways, but are showing partiality in the instruction. Please, guys, we need in this season ambassadors who are going to preserve the transmission, who are going to just be clear and allow God to make his appeal through us. And so when we get back to the Acts text, I want you to understand, because I know somebody's listening to me and you're like, well, what am I going to do? Because I've messed up. I've made these mistakes. Maybe people are not going to hear me. Maybe people are not going to receive from me. So what am I supposed to do? Look at what, what verse 15 says. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Now I need you to understand. If you remember, when I when I when I was out by the water, I told you all that the area had been reconstructed. Glory. The area had been reconstructed. Hallelujah. The area has been reconstructed. God had reconstructed Paul. He had reconstructed him and he's telling Ananias, don't worry about the debris that you heard. Don't worry about the things that have been in his life. And I need to speak to somebody today. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've come from. God can reconstruct you. What does the Bible say in Acts? I mean, excuse me, in Romans chapter 12, do not be conformed to this world, verse two, but be transformed by the renewing or the renovation of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. All of that debris, 
that used to be at that river. I can remember driving through there as a little boy and seeing full trees out there. I can remember the water trickling across because glory trickle. The water would trickle all because the flow had been stopped up. Listen, for somebody who's listening to me right now, God can remove every bit of debris from your life. There may have been a trickle in the, in the word, but God wants to open the flow. He is telling people all around you, don't worry about what they did. Don't worry about what you've heard. Don't worry about the history, but he's a chosen vessel of mine. She's a chosen vessel of mine. The flow is being restored, but ambassadors, I need you to make sure that you are opening yourself up, not to be debris fields of sin, not to be debris fields of debauchery, not to be debris fields of your history, not to be debris fields of your generation. Open yourself up and be clean. What does the Bible say? Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? He says, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. We got to open ourselves up. We got to make sure that the transmission, the transmission is not being tainted. Where did we start? We started in 2 Corinthians. And I got one more thing to say. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 again, it says, therefore we're ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. I don't want somebody to miss the appeal because they can't see past the one making it. It's his appeal that he wants to make through us. Don't allow the thing you won't get rid of, the, the habit you won't break, the, the, the discipline you won't instill, the repentance that you refuse to offer. Don't allow any of that to stop up the flow of God's appeal through you. One more thing I need to say before I finish, and I know it's unorthodox tonight. Y'all just bear with me. I need you to understand because there's many people who have debris and you thought that you couldn't remove it because it was heavy. You thought you couldn't remove the debris because it was too big. It was too much. You thought you couldn't do it, but that's okay. The Lord Jesus Christ is your heavy equipment. He will come in and move it. He will transform you by that word. Come on. You receive that word implanted, which is able to save your soul. You, If you allow him, if you allow Jesus right now to come in, he will make the path straight. I promise he will. I promise he will, but you got to let him. You got to get uncomfortable with debris. You got to get downright frustrated with debris. You have to refuse that debris in your life. You have to say, I'm done with this. I'm over it. It is done. I'm no longer going to walk this way. Come on now. I'm transformed. I'm new. I, I, this is not what I want in my life. You got to make that decision. But the last thing I need to say to you, Construction is not debris. Construction is not debris. It's not. If a road is closed and there's construction, that's not debris. Construction is when things are being repaired. Construction, things are being redirected. Help me, God. Construction, things are being fortified. Debris shouldn't be there. Construction is always necessary. Some of you may have some roads that are closed temporarily. Some of you may have to reroute some traffic as you fortify every hey areas of your life. 
that need to be fortified. Some of you have some exits in your lives and some on-ramps in your life that are currently closed because over years, all of the traffic that has gone through those exits and on-ramps have deteriorated them. So you have to have them repaired and fortified and strengthened. Come on, you'll be back as soon as construction is over and you'll be back, some of you, with new traffic patterns. Some of you are getting new traffic patterns right now. So please do not mistake debris for construction. I hope somebody is hearing me right now. If the older are going to teach the younger, construction is necessary. If the older are going to teach the younger, we're going to have to make sure that debris is clear. If the older are going to teach the younger, we're going to have to make sure that we operate and live as ambassadors that God can make his appeal through and that, that we are preserving, hear me, that we're preserving the instruction, not using it for our use, that's manipulation, not, not adding something to it to make it more palatable, that's seeker sensitivity. We want to, we want the word to be the word, to be the word, to be the word. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. If we're going to reclaim this family, it's going to take ambassadors to do it. We need men to be men, women to be women. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, I'm really not. But we need some folks to teach, to instruct. This, this issue of uh, misplaced, misunderstood, misguided, misdirected, unknown identity is causing confusion because we have people trying to teach lessons that they've never themselves been taught. Whew. We have people trying to teach lessons that they themselves have never been taught. And this is not the whole premise of if you haven't gone through it, you don't understand it. That's not what I'm saying. If I'm not a man, I can't I can't come in saying I'm going to teach you how to be one. Bottom line. And when I talk about a man, I'm not talking about male. I'm talking about I spake like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned as a child. But when I became man, a man, I put away childish things. I changed the way I spoke. I changed the way I thought. I changed the way I reasoned because ambassadors, ambassadors have to be free for God to flow through. What limiting factors do you have within you? that are holding up the debris field. What debris field is within you holding up the flow of God? Meditate on that this week. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace. This is my prayer.